0: Listening to New Life Church in Richmond Hill, Georgia. Uh, Prayers of Jesus. And uh, we've looked at three different prayers, and today we'll probably look at probably the most famous out of all of them uh, is the Lord's Prayer. And um, before we get there, but you can go ahead and start turning there. That's found in Matthew chapter 6. I know sometimes we have trouble communicating, and sometimes um, maybe we we get caught up trying to tell a story, and you get excited, and you're trying to get things out, and it just don't come out the right way, um, you know. And so there's 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 you know all kinds of frustrations that we can have with communication. I have my own frustrations with communication, um, and I've got a smartphone, and uh, sometimes I try to use the voice to text. You know, anybody do you tried to use voice to text? How many of you are really good at it? Raise your hand. I right, don't like any of you guys, okay? Cuz it doesn't work for me. I don't know. I guess I mean it probably has something to do with this uh thick South Georgia accent. I don't know. Uh, things that I'm saying. It's just like Siri's shaking her head like, I don't know what you're saying, dude, you know? And, um, you know, that's all right. Some of you have got a thick northern accent, you know, and it, it's, it's wherever you're from. Uh, but uh, I do have trouble, and I know this past week I was having trouble. I was trying to text something to Raina, and uh, she was out at an event, and she was getting ready to come home, and I was trying to get a message to her. So I'm going to go ahead and show you that message between us, uh, you know, basically, um, I, actually, I inadvertently called her, and, and so she sends me this text, what's up, you know, <laughs> and, and it's like, well, it's, it's a butt dial, you know, and, uh, and this is this is me like talking, you know, doing the uh, voice to text, and uh, and I, I knew she was heading home, and so I wanted to make sure that she didn't forget to pick up chips and salsa, because she was not instructed to do that when she came home, so I wanted to make sure she was instructed to pick up the chips and salsa. How many of you think... That's always a good thing to bring home, right? Come on, somebody. Chips and salsa for the win. But it would not come out. If you want to get chips and salsa, I would T be upset. Would T, I, I was trying to say wouldn't, and it kept saying would T. Finally, I just stopped it. I just started texting it out. And, and sometimes we have trouble trying to get out what we're trying to say. Um, I think Jesus' disciples uh, might have felt the same way, but they didn't have trouble with voice text. Uh, they might have had trouble with prayer, and uh, maybe maybe you have ever felt that way, that you've ever had trouble praying. Anybody, you ever had trouble trying to find the right words, say the right things, trying to get out of your heart what you're really feeling, put that in, those emotions into words, and sometimes you just can't do it. And um, Jesus' disciples... Um, They asked Jesus, they just said, Lord, teach us to pray. And if you read in Luke, they said, teach us to pray like John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. And it was uh, common of that time for rabbis to take their students and they would teach them prayers and give them uh, prayers to pray to just help them remember the recitations and the practices and principles that they were trying to instill in them. Um, and what Jesus does is, is something similar. And uh, I want us to go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 5. And it says And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have re- received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now I know some, some of us, we take this really, really literally. And I think what Jesus was getting at was don't let your prayers be a show. Let your prayers come from a place that's authentic. Whether you go find a closet and you got a war room, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, you got your own little war room that you go into your closet and pray. Or if it's outside on your back porch, uh, the idea is that there's authenticity to your prayers. And so it says, And the Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I mean, I love that. I love that, that God knows what we need before we ask Him. Amen? How, how many of you just, just, just you, you sometimes have trouble communicating, and so it's good to know that God knows what I need before I ask? And so it says, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Verse 9, he says, pray then like this. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so Jesus is talking about how his disciples should pray. Now, where these rabbis would have maybe helped come up with a brand-new prayer for his their disciples to remember, Jesus didn't do that. Actually, Jesus took prayers that they already knew. Um, so they had these prayers that... These young Jewish men would have known already uh, the, Kaddish, the Kaddish. is a prayer. It's a, a mourner's prayer. Uh, it's, it's a prayer that Jewish people will pray during times of mourning. It doesn't say anything about death. Actually, all the prayer does is it exalts and extols the name of God and gives praise to God. Um, but it's called the Kaddish, the mourner's prayer. And so Jesus takes part of that prayer And he takes part of another prayer called the Amadah. And it's called the Standing Prayer. And it's also known as the 18 Benedictions. And Jesus takes part of that prayer and he puts them together for this this prayer that he teaches his disciples. And so they would have already known these other prayers. And so Jesus takes something that they already knew. Uh, to help teach them something about the father when we're praying to the father which is is good how many of you know that repetition when you're trying to teach something to your kids is a good thing right (laughs) so some of y'all should have got a bigger amen how many of you had to repeat things more than once to your to your children all right, yeah, so I have two. Uh, and, and when you were kids, your parents had to do the same thing to you. They had to repeat it over and over and over to try to get you to understand. Aristotle uh, said this. He said, it is frequent rep- repetition that produces a natural tendency. So when we repeat things, it helps for that to become a natural tendency af- after a while. And, and that's what we want. We want prayer to become that natural tendency tendency for us, and not that it would be something rote or something uh, that we're just, just memorized, but after a while, it's natural for us to pray. It's it's what uh, Paul talks about, pray, praying without ceasing, that we're able to go through and just continuing to pray, even when we're not on our knees, even when we're not in a closet, even even when we're not got our face bowed down, that we can still have this attitude of prayer. And so it is, it is this repetition of these guys knowing these prayers that Jesus uses to teach them this Lord's Prayer. And so, as we just read that, there's really two approaches to prayer. And we kind of talked about this the first week, and I just kind of want to rehash it just for a second. There are two approaches to prayer. The first approach to prayer is the business arrangement, right? The business arrangement focuses on an exchange or a transaction. It's, God, I will do this if you will do this. Right? Anybody you ever tried to make transactions and exchanges with God? Yes, I have too. Uh, I have, uh, God, I need you to do this, and if you do this, I'm going to do this. And it's, it's a business transaction is, is really what that is. It's a business agreement or a business arrangement. Um, but that's not what Jesus was was teaching here. That's not what Jesus was teaching his disciples. Actually, what Jesus was teaching, he was teaching a family arrangement. And this is a focus on the relationship. And so when Jesus begins, he doesn't even begin with my Father. He begins with our Father. I love that. I love that because it's an invitation. Once again, we talked about that in the first week of this series, that God is inviting us in. Jesus is once again inviting us in with his very first two words of the prayer, our Father. Our father this this idea that we have this invitation to come close, and this is very much in contrast uh, to what the Romans and the Greeks would have prayed when they prayed to their many gods, their pantheon of gods, um, the prayers of of Jesus' disciples would have been a lot different. The prayers of the Romans and the Greeks were to their gods to, hey, um, you know, don't slay us and don't kill us and don't don't be mad with us. And they would have to do things to appease their gods. They would have to do things to keep the gods happy. And and in Rome they would have these things called symposiums. Anybody ever been to a symposium? You know, maybe it's a a symposium for you is probably more of a lecture that you go to. People that are there, there's a lecture. A symposium back in this time, Roman symposium, would have been about seventeen to twenty seven men in a room that are having a drinking party. That is a symposium, and some of y'all said, I've never been to that kind of symposium. I do not recommend that, all right? Uh, Stay away from those kind of symposiums. We call them something else today, right? But that is what a symposium would have been for the Romans, and they would have done this to appease their god, Bacchus. Um, Bacchus would have been a god of drink and wine and uh, so they would have wanted to keep him happy, keep him distracted uh, so that he wouldn't come down and be angry with him. And so it was in a, it was in a ploy to, to really kind of keep Bacchus at, at bay. He did not, didn't want him to come close. And that's very different than what Jesus is praying here because Jesus teaches his disciples. He says, no, he says, you pray our Father because you're inviting God to come close. Actually, God has invited you to come close. And that's why Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with us, God who is close to us, God who wants to be with us, God who walks with us. And so these are the two different approaches that we have the prayer, that either we can come to God with a transactional approach or we can come to God with a relational approach. And Jesus teaches the relational approach in this prayer here. And this prayer is less a request and more of a reflection. It's less of requesting, and we understand that a lot of our prayers are requests. anybody ever had requests in your prayers? I have too. You know uh, that should not be all our prayers are. God, I need this, and God, I need this. And God, I need you to do this for me. And God, I need you to do this for me. This is this is not really a request. This is a reflection, and and sometimes when we think about the reflection of uh, in, of reflection in prayer, we think about reflection of our own self. You know, we think about I'm reflecting on my own person. I'm reflecting on my life. I'm reflecting on what I've done wrong. But what this is, is an actual reflection of God's will. That's what Jesus is saying to pray. He says, I want you to pray this way because this is what God already wants. And I want you to reflect what God wants, right? That's what he says. He says, I want you to be for what God is for. And so it's a reflection of what God already wants to happen see we don't have to really think all right god do you want to give me daily bread jesus is saying god wants to give you daily bread jesus wants uh, is saying god wants to be your resource god wants to be your source and so he's saying you can trust the father So this is something that the Father already wants to happen, and it's not something that we're actually having to request. It is a reflection of what God already wants. It's a reflection of of God. We are praying in agreement with God. This is not asking God to give us something. It's us saying, God, we are willing to give you what you want. God, we're willing to do what you want to do. God, we're willing to go where you want us to go. God, we're willing to be the people you want us to be. And sometimes that's a difficult prayer to pray because I like me. Anybody, you like you. Yes, you like you. Whether you say you do or not, I'm going to tell you, you like you. You like your own way. You like your own will. You know, you're like Burger King. What is it? You can have it your way, you know. We're, We're like that. We want it our way almost all the time. But this, when we come to this prayer, Jesus says, no, I want you to pray this way because it's a reflection of what the Father wants for you. You're praying in agreement with the Father. And so when we pray, your will be done, we'll see heaven come to earth moments. That's what we're going to see. We're going to see those moments when heaven comes to earth and miracles happen and, and, and God has his way and, and there's godly relationships and there's godly outcomes and godly results where we begin to say, all right, God, this is what I want to see uh, done is what you want to see it done. It's not what, what really I want. It's what you want. So we're praying, God, your will be done. And this is surrendering our will, not imposing it. So many times we want to impose our will instead of surrender our will. And it's like, I I, I mentioned this before, it's like when somebody comes up and they tell you that they're going to do something. I I think about it with my kids, that there have been times, maybe my kids have come up and said, hey, I'm going to go to so-and-so's. And And I said, excuse me? Right? You're going to do what? I'm sorry. Can I go to so-and-so's? Because what they're showing me is they're submitting, uh, they're, they're imposing their own will instead of asking for my permission, asking what my will is, right? Anybody ever had that? Somebody just imposed their will on you? And this is what Jesus is saying. We've got to be careful of imposing our own will and saying, God, what do you want? God, what do you want this to look like? What do you want to hear from me? What kind of attitude do you want from me? See, this prayer is prayed in two parts, Um, two parts and when you look at this prayer you can see there's there's a couple divisions here the first part is this there is it starts off with praise and declaration praise and declaration what how does it start our father in heaven holy is your name it's that's praise God, your name is holy. God, you're righteous. God, you're amazing in who you are. Your name is greater than any other name. God, you're before any. There's none like you. It starts off with praise, but it also starts off with a declaration. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. This is declaring, God, we want... Your kingdom to invade our space. We want your kingdom to be here. We want your kingdom to be present. We want your kingdom to be manifest or disclosed here to your people. And so this is that first part, praise and declaration we're declaring. But this second part is what we have trouble with, right? The second part is that part where we say, man, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts. We like that as we also have forgiven our debtors well wait a second now god i need forgiveness for you but i want to forgive old jack over there of anything he's done because he's just a loser he doesn't deserve it god god he's just i, I god i just i just I, that, he's not done anything to deserve forgiveness so god i don't want to forgive him but the same could be said about us same could be said about us that you know what, but God doesn't look at us as losers. He looks at us as children, and He looks at us as those who say, who He says, I want you to reflect my heart and my desires, my grace and my mercy and so this second part, which is practice and dedication, we have it starts off with praise and declaration. the second part is practice and dedication, where we have to practice. What we pray. I know we say you need to practice what you preach. We need to practice what we pray, right? And that's what Jesus is saying here. Practice what you pray. I want you to pray these words and then I want you to practice them. I want you to pray these words and then I want you to do them. I want you to pray these words and I want you to live them out. I want you to pray these words and I want you to trust God for your daily bread. I want you to pray these words and I want you to trust God to give you everything that you need. This is not just getting a slice of Wonder Bread on your plate, it's trusting God for everything that you need in your life. God I trust you with with everything. God, I'm going to give you um, my heart, and I'm going to forgive people. Just like I need forgiveness, I'm going to give that forgiveness away. And so we have to practice what we pray. You can't pray the first part and ignore the second part. And it goes on, he says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you want to be whole, You have to pray the whole thing. If you want to be whole, you have to pray the whole prayer. And you have to give, start with praise and declaration God, you're amazing. God, you're holy. You are my God. I worship you, I give you honor. But God, I'm also willing to follow through and be obedient. God, I want to listen. And that's been my word this year. We started off in January with um, three weeks of prayer and worship. And we did one night, we did the keyword night, and we gave away little keys. And on those keys had like a little, a little label, a little tag on a string. And we said, on that label, we want you to write down what is your keyword that God is telling you this year. And My keyword was listen. God wanted me to listen. God wanted me to listen better. And, and so I've been praying that prayer. God, what do you want me to hear? God, what do you want me to hear? God, what do you want me to hear? God, what, what am I listening for? And here recently, it's God. I've just heard God saying, I want you to be more thankful. I want you to be more grateful. I want you to see what I've done in your life. I want you to see the blessings. Because too many times, it's real easy for us to just kind of rush, 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 rush. We rush right on past the blessings. We rush right on past what God's done for us. And God said, I want you to slow down. And I want you to see. And I want you to be thankful one of those songs that have kind of helped me is a song that's been playing on the radio here recently. Maybe you've heard it. It's by a guy by the name of Ben Rector, and he's been singing this song Thank You. And I've just had this tune just kind of rolling through my head like for the past two weeks, just thank you. I went to bed last night thinking about it. You know what I, you know what I was thinking about this morning when I woke up? God, thank you. So when I was driving to church this morning, it was about 6.30 this morning, and I was leaving my neighborhood, and I saw these five deer come walking out this little branch that comes down by my house and they come walking right across the road and I just stopped and I just watched this little family deer just come walking by you know what I did God thank you for these little deer thank you God I didn't hit them (laughs) thank you God I didn't run over and mess my truck but God I just begin to I just begin to thank God for God thank you for your creation God thank you that you're so good for us and too many times when, when when we pray and we just we just ask God I need this God I need this God I need this and God's telling me he says I want you to stop and look at what I've already given you because you are blessed ryan you live in a blessed place you are a blessed people guys we live in a blessed nation and we are a blessed church and god causes us to says hey i want you're blessed to be a blessing he says so this is it when we pray be aware of these things when we pray let's be aware of these things if you want to be whole you have to pray the whole thing i'm gonna ask pastor trent to come and I want us to get ready to take communion. And you should have communion elements there. Um, you can look and see. Hopefully, you have all those those elements. Make sure that you have bread in in that little cup, that somebody hasn't stole your bread. <laughs> okay. We did have one this morning that was missing uh, a piece of bread. It was, it was sealed. It was just like they forgot to put the bread in there. So if, if you have one of those, uh, we will refund your communion element there. Uh, at no cost to you. Uh, but we want, just raise your hand. If you need one, if you need one, just raise your hand. Our, our, we have ushers and staff ready to, uh, to help you with that. When we look at communion, and there's a passage in Matthew um, that we see where Jesus, and he's getting ready to, he's getting ready to go to the cross. And... He begins to share this meal with His disciples. This meal that He shares with His disciples is the Passover meal. And if you think about the Passover meal, what happens? What is the Passover meal? It is a time to remember when the death angel passed over. And I was listening to this um, Jewish rabbi talk about Passover the other day. And he was talking about it in these terms. He says, really, he says... You want to know when israel became a nation he said for a long time they had just been a family and a tribe he said he said the time that israel became a nation was at passover he said because at passover he says that's when we went from being slaves to being free he said and that was a change for us And I thought about that, that how how communion is connected to this idea of Passover, that the God of Passover wants to bring his people, Israel, out and bring them into freedom. Guys, the same thing for us when we come to communion, that God wants this to be a freedom meal for us, that he wants this to be a freedom meal for us. And so Jesus, he said this in verse 26, I think it's in uh, chapter. He said, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing, it broke it. Now, I know we say when we bless food, I know we think that something magical happens. Let's say the blessing, right? We're asking God to take all the calories out of it, God to to remove all the bad things, keep the good taste, remove all the bad fattening stuff, right? God, do some magic on this thing, right? I know sometimes it's kind of how we think about blessing the food, you know, and I get that. But really what this means is that when Jesus blessed it, he's saying thank you. He says, this food is blessed because I have it, right? You're blessed because you have it in the first place. When you sit down and you say the blessing, you're saying, "God, thank you that I have this at all. Thank you, God, that I have the chance to sit at this table, to sit in these chairs in this house and have food on this table with the people I sit around this table." Look at God, thank you. God, thank you. So Jesus is saying, "Thank you." Jesus took the bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and take and eat. This is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, "Drink of it." All of you. Next verse. For this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And so when I look at this and I see what Jesus has done for us, I am grateful. And I want you to stand with me. You've been listening to New Life Church in Richmond Hill, Georgia. For more information regarding New Life, please visit our website at newliferh.com.